got a microphone. Yeah. Uh -oh. We're in trouble. Captain Marquezio? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. When I walk into the chaotic kitchen of the Sarah Street Palo Alto fire station, I feel like there's been some sort of mistake. Like, have I met these guys before? The kitchen is filled with these six or seven young firefighters, and they're acting like we've been best friends for years. Everyone's smiling, they give me these powerful, strong handshakes, and they're cracking jokes about the big microphone I'm holding. Oh, you're recording. Uh, I just gotta be careful what I say. No, no, no. You are <laughs> opening the door to some big problems. <laughs> it's clear that I'm the only one not hopped up on caffeine, and I think they notice. I'll make you a cup of coffee if you need coffee. Show coffee. You want some pour over? Coffee, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you do want pour, pour over. You want a cup of coffee or anything? Someone enters the kitchen and I hear a sudden burst of electronic music and I wander over to check it out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Agnes? This is your one. Hey, how's it going? Sorry. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? What's up, Rob? It's a group of rookie firefighters in this tiny homemade weight room with big mirrors on every wall. They turn down the music because I can't hear a word that they're saying. Yo, we're going to do a circuit with that, right? We're going to do a circuit, right? No, we already did one this morning. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> This guy's doing a challenge right now. So, actually, you two are doing a challenge. What's the challenge? So, it's a $100 buy, buy in, but um, it's who can lose the most percentage of body fat. Lose or gain. Lose or gain. Lose or gain. That's the lose key. Lose or gain. So, he's losing, he's gaining. <laughs> I'm not losing, I'm gaining. Is there a lot of betting that goes on? No, a... there's no betting at the station. Yeah. Totally professional. 100% professional. So, yeah, it's all just funny games. For such a serious job, when the firefighters are off duty, they're just a bunch of kids. Huh? What is a sock? <laughs> you have not noticed? Come on, man. I saw it. Yeah, look at him. They got flowers and everything. What is the story? I start to ask them questions about the station, but they've only been there for about a year. They all graduated in the same rookie class, and they live together outside of the station, too. They spend all their time together. They call each other brothers. They were out on a call this morning, but they warned me. Yeah. Now that you're here, we'll probably not turn a wheel. Yeah. It's like we get ride alongs and nothing <laughs> ever happens. As soon as they walk out the door, we're gonna call it the ride along first. Whenever we get a ride along, we usually don't get any call. And then the second they leave is when we just the bell the bells go off and we just run in all night. I do want to see what not winning is like. I guess I break the curse. Everyone's throwing on their gear and tossing equipment over my head, and the radios are blaring, and the phones are ringing, and that beeping, it just keeps going. That is not what one wants to hear on their first ride. Uh, you'll go right here. Oh. I'm tossed into the jump seat in the back. They have to boost me. So you got, there's earmuffs right up there, so you can hear because it's going to be loud. Sorry, I'm going to put my pants back on. Put my pants back on. Put my pants back on. Within seconds, the lights and the sirens are on, and Mike, the first day driver, is cruising down El Camino Real.
we pull up to the scene, and there's a car sideways in the middle of the intersection. And there are a handful of worried-looking people with their arms over their heads, looking around wondering what to do. This all seems really bad. A woman lays face down on the ground in the middle of the street, not moving. Right before Mike rushes out to help, he shouts to me. You can't record, though. It turns out I didn't miss much. All we do at the scene is wait. The woman who was hit by the car is in the ambulance getting checked out, and it'll turn out that she had no serious injuries. The other dozen firemen on the scene have nothing to do, so we all just stand on the corner. We just have to wait for the medical team to give us the okay, and someone has to park the car that hit this woman because the driver's in no state to drive, We have to wait for the woman's friend to come give her a ride home. So we chat on the street corner for a really long time. And I learn a lot about the rookie firefighters, about the dates they went on with their girlfriends over the weekend. One's expecting a new baby. And there's one firefighter named John Preston, and he whips out his phone and starts to play me his new rock and roll album on Spotify. Back at the station, the crew is busy unloading their equipment and filling out paperwork. I wander around the garage. I talk to a dozen firemen in the garage, and they all tell me the same thing. You gotta talk to Barry. He's like this all-knowing, all-seeing eye. Here's your guy you want to talk to. This guy's Barry. He's been on in the service for 40 years, so he knows about waiting. He's been waiting since 1960-something. If you follow Barry around, you won't be waiting at all. Barry's the oldest guy in the department by a good amount of years, but he acts like one of the youngest guys. Barry is like the firehouse guru. He has a lot of energy for his age. He's been here for over like 25 years, almost 30 years. He probably has more time in the department than our ages, I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go try to talk to Barry a little bit more. I go in search of Barry, and I do find him at the kitchen table. Only he's asleep, and he's just sitting there and he has a magazine in his lap, and he's just knocked out, and I don't really know what to do. (laughs) So I take a seat next to him, and I wait. But luckily, someone walks through the door and sees my predicament and wakes Barry up with a question. What did you do last night, Barry? (laughs) (laughs) Barry, did you? (laughs) Before or after I got kicked out of the bar? That's Barry. He wakes up fast, which is a good quality in a fireman, I guess. Were you riding backwards on uh, Newland's bike again? The guys make fun of Barry for a while for getting them kicked out of the bar. But eventually they leave, and then it's just me and Barry. My dad was a milkman. He's a milkman? Yeah. I used to have to, when I was a kid, I used to have to go to work with him every Saturday. He'd drive the milk truck, and I'd run the milk up to the doors. It was, you know, it was, it was probably good for him. It gave me some work ethic, and it was yeah. good for me. I mean, it was good for him because he didn't have to, you know, he had to do nothing. You know, on Saturday was drive the truck, and I ran the milk up to the door, so that was a really good deal for him. <laughs> I mean, you know, I... Very few people leave this um, occupation yeah. to do something else, unless they retire. You know. And then there's some of us who can't retire. <laughs> you ever think about it? Yeah, I think about it. Just, yeah, I just don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I mean, I know eventually it's going to, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of people that are 66 years old running around doing this work, but 
I'm probably the oldest guy in the county, I think. Well, I think I'm probably the oldest firefighter in the county. I asked him why he stuck around all this time with the four-day shifts and the constant alarms, the trauma, the up and down of the adrenaline. Even when the calls just turn out to be listening to music on a street corner, you have to ride to every call being prepared for the worst, no matter how boring it may turn out to be. I mean, the, the work we do is, is it's actually significant. I mean, every day we get to go out and do hands-on making people's lives better. You know, everybody everybody says, well, you know, the attributes of a firefighter, you have to be strong, you have to be brave, and, you know, it's actually the biggest attribute of a firefighter is compassion. You know, it, really, it really is. It's, it's uh, compassion for people that we go out and help every day, and then compassion for each other. And we've got, you know, all of us have been through stuff in our lives that, you know, our personal life resembles a train wreck at some point, so you get, you know, compassion from your I find I wish I could train places with Really? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Be young, you know, just to be starting all over, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know? I guess it's like, can you, can you do this for 30 years, right? It's like the biggest question. Do you see yourself doing it? We've already been here for five, and it's gone like that. It, time does not, time goes fast here. Some departments have a, a, a limit to the, as far as how old you can be. Yeah. I don't think you have a limit. It's a great job. I mean, I've been doing it's this for 40 career. years. I can't walk away from it. Yeah. 60. I mean, Mary I, will die here. I'm 66 <laughs> years old and I can't I can't do it. I just can't walk away. It's a long time. Yeah, it is.